0: Hello! Ignore me when I say at the beginning of this that it's episode 364, because as you can see from looking at your MP3 player of choice, it's episode 366. Yeah, I squeezed in a couple of interview shows uh, that I didn't think I'd be able to get out in time before this, so uh, yeah, it is episode 366. Hello and thank you for listening to episode 364 of 60MW and the entertainment show for March, April 2021, brought to you by Below the Belt Grooming. I'm Dave and as always, I am joined by Chris. Hello. Hello. I, I couldn't help but start nodding or banging my head when that music kicked in. Oh, yeah. It's awesome. A bit of head banging, mate. A bit of um, old school grebbing. Is that, is that a thing in your neck of the world? Grebbin?
1: Yeah. No, no. I, I, I immediately thought of uh, Frank Drebbing, uh,
0: but that's not right <laughs> from please police squad. Um, but no, uh, moshing. That, yes, yeah, moshing's a thing. Yeah, that, that was here too. No, Grebbing was, oh God, that was like going back to the 70s with status quo. Thumbs in the oh. belt buckles, leaning forward, shoulders back in two, heads back in two. It was, oh. it was, yeah, it was sort of a more gentle form of, of headbanging, I think.
1: No, I must admit I've never heard of that before. I thought like grabbing is some kind something that you know you see on these documentaries with uh, with travellers when they go and they, they grab a woman or something. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it's, it's not that I take it.
0: No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh how are you, mate? Two months have gone by pretty quick. Yeah. Um
1: very well very well uh talking about below the belts as you know we we always do on these shows but uh i'm running my first marathon tomorrow which uh will be fun i'm using quotation <laughs> uh, so yeah i mean you know obviously using them uh before to help with the, the chafing mm-hmm. and keeping your yeah. your taters fresh and all that so um i'm hoping that they will help as i um, as i'm doing my run because you've um, done
0: that, you've done a half marathon before, haven't you? But this is like this is the real deal. This is the full, the full Monty, isn't it?
1: Yeah. So last year I did my first half marathon, and then in the end I think I ended up running about like a dozen uh, half marathons. You know, because you, you just the more you do something, that initially is a bit tough. You, you get used to it, and it's uh, it's not so bad. So and I, I thought at the time, oh, I, I don't know, if people can run any more than thirteen miles. But then you know, so this year. I thought, why not? Let's go for it and, and give it a go. And uh, yes, yeah, so I've done plenty of training for it. So hopefully it shouldn't be too bad. Uh, but we will see. But I know that Below the Belt is going to keep my knackers fresh. Um, uh, it'll be the, the real test. Do you know what I mean? I think it'll be the proper test. Yeah. The, the one worry I've got, I know Tina's talked about her boobs and Below the but, but below the belt, because, like, below the boob was yes. a, but yes. <laughs> potentially a thing. But uh, it's not about keeping them sw- sort of, like, not sweaty. It's about them not cracking, because, oh, God, I've had some fucking cracked nipples. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I thought you were going to say you've it's... had some cracked knackers then. Oh, jeez. <laughs>
1: It's not fun, you know, and because and, you don't realise at the time, but when you get back home and you sort of lift your top up or you take your top off and he's like, oh, shit, there's blood. <laughs> my, <laughs> my nipples are bleeding. What's going on? That's not right. Uh, so,
0: yeah, but I might rub a little bit on my nips. Oh, yeah, With... sounds like you have uh, very sensitive nipples. sir. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about you talking about my nipples, Dave. You started
1: (laughs) (laughs) Teasing me,
0: rubbing stuff on your
1: nipples. (laughs) I'm
0: actually doing it right now. (laughs) I'm not rubbing something on
1: them, I'm just rubbing them.
0: Oh, Oh, people that are gutted it's not a video show now,
1: aren't they? (laughs) I know, they're not hard at the moment, but I'm sure if I keep on, they will be. (laughs) It's not a cold at the moment either, so... uh... No, it's not happening. It feels quite nice, though. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'll stop now.
0: Uh, anyway, are you OK? Yeah, not too bad. <laughs> too bad, mate. Um, started the week with a really bad throat infection. Not Good not, for podcasting? Great for podcasting, especially when I've got three interview shows lined up. And it's like, oh, I had to cancel. Two, well, not cancel, postpone two of them. Um, so that, that wasn't good. But yeah, the penicillin's working. And um, the nice effect of making me... Run to the toilet alone so, so uh, yeah. Apart from that,
1: good though, mate. Very good. Awesome. I uh, I'm allergic to penicillin. I don't know what happens to me uh, when I take it. I'm kind of almost tempted to try. Just <laughs> to see. I'll
0: send you some. I've got. I've got. I'm taking eight a day at the moment. So yeah, Yeah, yeah. yeah. She um, because with everything that's going on, you know, and you, you go into the doctor's surgery. Well, it's only recently that we could do that. And you're wearing a mask and everything. So I went in and she said, oh, I don't normally do this. But she said, I need to look down your throat. You're going to have to take your mask off and look down your throat. And it was all, it was as though I'd got a tennis ball covered in, in nails lodged in one side of my throat. <sighs> and she looked in and said, oh, yeah, you've got a really bad throat infection. And um, yeah, eight penicillin tablets a day. So yeah, I've got three boxes of them here. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, maybe I should, ju- I'll send you one through the post, mate, and you can take it live while we record the next entertainment show and then as, as we're talking we'll see what effect it has yeah see yeah. i was gonna say that'll, that'll teach you to swallow
1: um but
0: <laughs> that'll, <laughs> teach, that'll teach me to deep throat that far
1: down <laughs> yeah see it, well, i know we don't talk about uh you know uh, uh, all things happening in the world right now but very briefly i i've had my jab hooray yeah. um so, but, uh, the, they ask you various questions and whatever, uh, because it would have be been the Oxford AstraZeneca one, you know, and the whole blood clots thing was going on in the news and what, all that kind of jazz. And, um, she said, are you allergic to anything? I said, yeah, penicillin. I said, what happens to you? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I had it when I was a kid and I just, I don't know, but I mean, I've asked my mom before and, uh. Uh, oh, and my dad, and they both seem to have conflicting stories about what happened to me. I think my dad told me that I had hallucinations, um, and my mom said that I just came out in a rash, like I was a bit blotchy, which oh. doesn't sound that bad, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, the hallucinations thing sounds fun, so that's why I'm kind of <laughs>
0: half tempted to try yeah. one, just <laughs> yeah. see if I'm tripping my balls off. <laughs> Take it just before you do your marathon. That would be an experience. <laughs> oh so anyway
1: i yeah but um oh i'm glad that you're okay anyway I, I i did think it might be touch and go at the start of the week when you said oh i've got a bit of a throat infection mm. but um i'm glad that you are yeah yeah and you, you you don't sound any worse off for it you sound as silky as ever oh that's good
0: because earlier in the week i could barely talk i was a bit like a bit like a fucking cockney mate talking like that all the time <laughs> a bit like so phil Mitchell. that's it yeah a bit gruff fucking. yeah oh. couldn't, couldn't say a sentence without putting cunts in it all the fucking time
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh god but yeah other than you know uh, a, a day of illness um, after the jab and having a bit of a well, I had a mouth infection. Talking about infections, um, but that wasn't from swallowing or you know deep throating. <laughs> I should point out that was toothache. Good old toothache. Oh. I haven't had toothache for fucking ages, and I don't want it again. It's horrible. Um, yeah, it, that's not. That's. I think that is probably the worst pain I've experienced. Is just it's it's because you can't sit think of anything else. No, it's, it's just there, constant, and it's in your mouth, and constant, it's horrible. Yeah. It's the,
0: there's, there's, no getting away with it. things like that. I would rather have like a broken arm or something. As daft as that sounds, oh, something I'm, muscular, some muscular pain, or you know, anything like that. It's uh, no,
1: it's not good, mate. Yeah. So uh, anyway, all over that and feeling good. And by the time people listen to this, that I will have done my, my mm. run, um, aiming to go for a sub four hour time, which is doable based on how I've been doing. So, um, but I will keep everybody informed. Yes.
0: So. Yeah. Um, keep an eye on your uh, online media, mate, your Twitter. I might do, actually, I might do a movie marathon tomorrow. Just It's about the closest I'll get to doing any sort of marathon. Just uh, yeah, to, to support you in my little way. I'll sit down for four hours and watch films. That'd be good. Yeah.
1: You know what? When, so, when I've been running, doing some of my longer runs, uh, like I, had a, I did a three-hour run uh, the other week, and I was thinking, I could sit down and watch The Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Well, <laughs> by the time I've started and finished, that's the Lord of the Rings done. Do you know what I mean? Putting things into perspective. Yeah. Um, you know, because three hours—if you, you think about it in time—it doesn't. It's it's not something you can quantify, really, is it? But when you sit and think, that's the Lord of the Rings, then you think, shit, that's that's a, that's a long time running. So yeah.
0: <laughs> it's, it's, there's no way I could do that. No way. No way I could have ever have done that.
1: What, watch Lord of the Rings or? Well, uh... both
0: actually. <laughs> <laughs> as Tina we, will all, confirm... we all know about your love for Lord of the Rings, oh, don't we? Yes, the long walk across a big field for three hours. They <laughs> <laughs> should rename it that. That'd be funny. You should too. <laughs> um, I, well, yeah, I've got all the recommendations, mate, in this one. I've got some cracking ones in this, as always. Like we always do, don't we? Mm yeah, definitely.
1: I've got a mixture of, as always, kids' films, a bit of classic stuff, um, you know, some new stuff as well. And then obviously we've got our Double Dip, mm-hmm. which he's uh, always a highlight, you know. So talking about a couple of films that we've never watched before. So, yeah, that'd be good. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm going to start, mate, with I've just got one documentary. Uh, cool. This What's up with you? I know I'm slacking in the documentaries lately, mate, but it is a good one. It's a really good one. And it's one from 2015 uh, called Sherpa. And, oh, I had a great time with this. It was one of those documentaries I was really into it and enjoying it, but it was getting me so pissed off as well. People in it were just, like, winding me up while I was Mm. watching it. So, apparently, in 2013, uh, a news channel uh, caught the – during the 2013 um, climbing season for Everest, it caught this fight that broke up between Sherpas, who were, you know, normally happy and well – I say happy in what they do they're not necessarily happy in what they have to do lugging other people's shit up Everest all the bloody time (laughs) for bugger all pay but you know they put on a a pleasant front to the people that are doing it so in 2013 this news channel they caught a fight that broke out between a load of the Sherpas and a load of climbers so this documentary film crew thought right for the 2014 climbing season We'll go across to everest and we'll make a documentary about the sherpas and try and get to the bottom of what was pissing them off and do all of that so as is the case with a lot of documentaries that we've talked about it begins that's supposed to be the premise of it that's why they go out to everest to, to document the sherpas and find out you know what's going on while they're there mate there's this horrific accident there's this huge ice fall comes down and it kills 16 sherpas mm. and of course the whole the whole documentary pivots then, it's it's all about this. And oh this is the point where I started to get wound up like mad because the very rich, overprivileged people not all of them, but quite a few that were on the camera, um, started pissing and moaning because the Sherpas, naturally, we're talking sixteen Sherpas died. Sixteen families that were affected, mm. uh, and again, they're there and they get fuck all pay. It it goes into the amount of money that um, the country itself makes with all the business with Everest and the climbers. And you, I think people saw it on the news over here, probably worldwide. I think it was a few years ago. The massive like queue, with the line of people to go up Everest. There was dozens of them all in a big line. It's, you know, it's really big business. And um, so these 16 Sherpas die. And then you get the tourists pissing and moaning. One said, oh, I'll be devastated if we don't get to climb. Well, yeah, not, not as devastated as the families of the 16 people who died. That's for sure. One tourist said, "And this is fucking awful because they were get you yeah know, so wound up that you know, or oh, the this the they've, they've got flown all this way and paid all this money and they're not going to go. Um, who owns these people? Who owns these people? They Fuck actually said know. that. It's like, who do you think you are? What on earth? Another one compared the because the Sherpas then all the surviving Sherpas they get so pissed off. It's you know." this this is the last straw of everything that they've been putting up with. And um they go, right, we you know, we're down in tools. We're not doing this anymore. We want better pay, we want better conditions, uh, we want the government to come out, we want all of this fixed. So again one of the one of the tourists com- compared because the Sherpas have done this, compared them to the terrorists of nine eleven. Oh and it's I was like, my jaw dropped. It's like, really? Have you just said that? And he was like, oh, really pissed off with them. Oh, my God. it's. Um, but it finishes in a way that um, it, it gives you a little bit of hope for humanity. After a lot of these tourists have ripped it out and you're thinking, fucking <laughs> humans are shit. Uh, it does end with a nice little piece that I won't give away. And you think, OK, there, there are nice people in the world but it's one of those documentaries again it's um well I'm a letterboxd review I put it, it was infuriating heartbreaking and eye opening but it and, uh, it ends with an act of selflessness that you go yeah there's hope for everybody it's uh, mm. yeah it, again any documentary that um begins going to tell one story but then it pivots due to unexpected circumstances is always good and if this, this is good you don't need to be into climbing or anything because you know i'm not and i really enjoyed it it's just a really good solid documentary so that's uh, sherpa from 2015
1: that sounds like uh, like you said you'd be getting so mad at those wankers yeah you know i mean like you said they can't get paid hardly much well hardly anything much at all and they never get recognition (laughs) for climbing everest no well it
0: goes into the history of it when with sherpa tensing and the um the recognition that he didn't really get that there's a lot of backstory to the sherpas there and it really does open your eyes up to it and then you like i say you've just got all these overprivileged people who who just use and abuse them and think it's all about them and then don't give a shit when 16 humans have died it's like oh, okay <laughs> so, mm. um, but it's good it is very very good though
1: good stuff mm. cool
0: uh, yeah, that's it for documentaries. I have got some films. I don't know. Do you want to go? Have you got any TV? I've, I've got a TV. Yeah. Um, so we started
1: because we, we watched the latest series of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which links nicely onto our one of our double dips later on um, because we love Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It's mm. uh, it's such an easy show to watch. Have you ever watched any of them? No, never watched one of them, mate. It, it, they're on for about 22, 23 minutes, and they are so uh, quick and snappy, and the, the humour's good in them, um, but there always tends to be a little th- sort of theme or, or something, you know, uh, to do with human nature running, you know, through them. Uh, it, it's by the same writers as The Good Place Um so, you know, it's got that kind of level of writing to it, which mm. is, is awesome. Um, so, we, we yeah, we love that. You know, it's only a short one. I think generally there are about 22, 23 episodes in the series, but this one was only about 13 for some reason. I'm not sure why. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's a cracking TV show. But then we were looking for something else to watch. So other than watching, do you, do you watch Come Dine With Me occasionally? Oh,
0: yes, most definitely. That's a favourite of... Um... That and dinner date when Tom comes to stay, they're usually like late night fodder that we put on.
1: I mean, they are so addictive, yeah. you know, for for people who aren't, don't live in this country, you may have, may have something similar in America, I guess, I don't know, but um, essentially, you, you know, there's an episode a day for five days um, because they have five people, five strangers who go into a home and have uh, the, the, the host has to cook a meal and put some entertainment on simple as that really. Um, but the thing that makes the show is it's, is it David Lamb, the, the guy who uh, narrates it is so funny <laughs> Yeah. And, uh, very funny it, it's just the comments and everything it's you know it's it's a brilliant sh- i mean it's one of those shows that we can quite easily sit down and we'll record them and then end up watching <laughs> five episodes <laughs> in a row uh, i must admit i've never watched um, dinner date is that that's, that's a good a, thing if
0: you like come time with me mate you've got to watch dinner date
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. But but these shows tend to be on like a tea time. Well, they were anyway. But then you know they're everywhere now. You can record them on on anything. They're even on Netflix. Believe it or not. How? Oh, and the first series is on Netflix because um, it's been going for quite a few years now um and also they have they tend to sort of like theme them based on the part of the country that they're in so like um they, they've even had some uh in wolverhampton uh in dudley which are sort of local areas to where i live um you know litchfield birmingham places like that you didn't so, say dudley
0: right mate you didn't say dudley right dudley dudley, dudley. <laughs> every time i hear <laughs> that word i always hear it. it's dudley
1: dudley it is
0: um so uh
1: yeah anyway but then we were looking for something else to watch um and i remember you recommending it some time ago now and this is on is it on amazon i think it's on amazon prime
0: uh fleabag oh tina's yeah tina is um loves it mad about it absolutely loves it yeah yeah what about you have you watched it i couldn't get into it you know what i've tried a couple of times can't get into it mm.
1: so it's an interesting one from my point of view in as much as so it's um phoebe waller bridge who is you know the, the, the I hate to say flavor of the month because that sounds really disparaging but you know she's she's involved with lots of different things at the moment isn't she i mean she's the, i think the new bond film she, yeah. she had some consultation with um what else has she done one uh, star uh, that wars she's... ones
0: as well was it was it rogue one or was it a different one it's she was in one uh, of the Star Wars ones. Well, she voiced and did the motion capture for one of the robots, didn't she?
1: Yeah, yes. Um, and the, oh, it, I think it's more in a writing capacity than... Oh, Killing Eve. God, how can I forget Killing Eve? Yeah. Um, as, you know, in a writing capacity. But she's the lead in this. Um, and... It follows her. I mean, well, I'm looking now on IMDb. Her name is Fleabag, which clearly isn't her real name. Uh, But it's about her and her life and how it's kind of... Uh, she talks directly to the camera. There's interactions with the camera, you know, and so she's like a scene will play out between whoever she's uh, talking to. They won't be aware that the camera's there, but, you know, she will look at the camera and wink at it or say something or nod. Um, there's little flashbacks here and there and it it is a comedy but there's a darker element to it as well because uh, her friend died in an accident and left her behind you know uh, with various financial and uh, emotional issues um, she can't bond with people emotionally and relationships and all that kind of stuff so I thought and, and I've heard as well that, you know, it's it's got quite a lot of sex in it and things like, you know, it's a, it's about her relationship with men and women and other things, you know, and the family and sister. Um, I thought that Kay would really go for it. I'm not, and I can't put my finger on why other than it's got a female lead and Kay's a woman. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought Kay would you know, be into this um, because it's not your usual kind of. Um, you know, male dominated, supposed sort of TV show, whatever you want to call it. Or, you know, so I thought that that would be a, a initially a, a point of interest for her. But Kay's very cool on it. Hmm. We've watched three episodes and they're only about, again, they're only about 22 to 25 minutes long. And I think they're not very long episodes. And, and I've just looked here, there's only uh, 12 episodes. So, you know, quite easily digestible. Yeah, yeah. Um, I quite like it and I've laughed quite a lot what I don't think Kay likes is the talking at the camera you know the sort of uh, is it breaking the fourth wall yeah, yeah yeah she doesn't I don't think she likes that and I don't think she likes the character much either Um I, I'm not quite sure why I haven't asked properly but uh, you know there's there's sort of like you know when you're sitting with somebody who's watching something you know you're watching something and you get the feeling that they just don't really like it that much yeah. um so, yeah, she's a bit cut, co- whereas I quite like it. Um, so I'm going to stick with it. You know, it's it's definitely a British comedy. I think, look, you, we can do stuff like this really, really well. I've said it before, you know, sort of like that uh, mixture of like funny, tragic stuff, you know, where it's a quite dark humor in places and um, there's a bit emotional, uh, you know, awkward comedy in some places, um, you know. So... Yeah I'm going to stick with it but it's interesting to hear that you didn't or you were, uh, I say didn't like it but you were a bit cooler on it as well uh, what was it that you didn't sort of
0: grab you? I don't know it was one of those things I just couldn't put my finger on that it just didn't click with me there was one I was trying to think of another program Tina put on oh it was a few months ago another you know 20 odd minute comedy program and I forget the name of it but I watched I think an episode and a half and I'd had enough and <laughs> I've seen enough of Fleabag I don't know why there's just certain things that you would think I'd like because of the type of humour and everything it's like with uh, Superbad the film Superbad now I gave up I just couldn't mm. get into that where you'd think you know sort of toilet humour and all of that <laughs> so it'd be my bread and butter but no and Fleabag's just one of those that you know. if it doesn't click it doesn't click
1: Mm, that's fair enough. I mean, she's very good in it. I think um, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. You know the way, the way the way that she sort of interacts with the camera as well as you know acting at the same time. I mean that that's got to be a, quite a good skill to have. You know, it's quite yeah. difficult to to do that. Um, but yeah, I, I'm quite enjoying it. But it's one of those that yeah, it's not one that I don't think that we're going to probably be watching together. Ooh. So uh, it's just a shame, but yeah. never mind.
0: What other TV stuff have you got, mate?
1: That's it, to be honest with you. Um, like I said, we sort of binge watch. These are our, This is how exciting and rock and roll our life is. We, 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 uh, You know, when the kids have gone to bed, if we can't find something that we enjoy watching to get up, the Superstore's one that I'm hearing good things about. You know I might, what, mate? Uh,
0: I was going to say to you, I was going to say that we're, we're into season two of a TV show that's 20-odd minutes. Yeah. And I was going to say, oh, well, I might be talking about it in the next uh, episode that we do. And it is Superstore. We're in, Ah. we're, um, I think season one was 11 episodes. Season two is 22 episodes. And there's there's five seasons in all. And it finished in March of this year. Mm. Yeah, really enjoying it. Great characters. um, Funny. Yeah, characters that you can, you know, you can connect with like stuff that we've watched, you know, in the past. It it ticks all the boxes that we like. So if you want to jump onto that, I don't think you'll be disappointed. It took a couple for it to really, you know, huck us in. But now, you know, well before we got to the end of season one and those 11 episodes, we were like, yeah, we're loving these characters in it. And season two is even better still.
1: Brilliant. Oh, yeah. I'd love
0: to check that one out. Because,
1: I mean, we've been really spoiled of like, you know, with things like Shits Creek, you know, and oh, just, yeah. if when you've, you've watched that and you fell in love with that show oh, and the characters. That was a
0: tough one to follow, mate. Anything it's, following yeah. that, Yeah. Although, I know, I know that you and Kay as well, because you got hooked on uh, Uncle, didn't you? Oh, that! Oh my
1: God, how the fuck? Uh,
0: you know what, I asked Kay before I started
1: recording, because Letterboxd is awesome, but it doesn't record TV shows. Um, <laughs> so I, was, I said to her, what TV shows have we watched over the last um, six to eight weeks that we've really liked? Um, she said, uh, come and have dinner with me. Yeah, her description of Fleabag was, oh, what's that one with the woman who just who has sex all the time? <laughs> <laughs> so, uncle, oh, my God. Yeah. How the frig can I remember? Oh,
0: forget we that. Because we were, in the last, the last episode we did, I think because it had only got so long to go on Netflix, and I recommended it because we hadn't finished it yet. I think we were partway through season, I think we might have even been partway through season one, or we could have just started season two. And we loved it so much that I gave it a strong recommendation before we'd even finished the series. So I know since we've last recorded uh, from you on Twitter and that that you two really got into it, didn't you?
1: Oh, mate. Honestly, this was such a brilliant, brilliant show. Um, uh, I absolutely adored it. I thought, again, similar to Fleabag, in as much as there's some really, really funny moments, but then some really touching moments as well, you know, really emotional moments and... I I loved it. I loved it from start to finish. It's really funny. Um the relationship between the you know the 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 kid and and the uncle um Andy and Errol is just amazing, you know. And then you got the supporting cast like um uh Andy's sister and uh it's it's so it's so weird, you, you know, in the first series you see the kid and he st- his voice hasn't broken, yeah. and then in the, <laughs> the second episode, second series, sorry, you know, his voice has broken and he's taller, and then in the third series is he's like a he's a young man, you know what I mean? Mm. It's like you're watching this kid growing up before your eyes, you know, in this space of, um, I mean, because like, again, they're 30-minute like episodes, but so we, we binge this, you know, we'd watch a couple of three episodes a night, so in the space of a week, we've watched a little boy grow into a young man, which is <laughs> kind of funny. Um, but we just absolutely adored it. It's it's a like, it's perfect comedy for me. Like I said, it's it's really funny, really well written and there's an emotional uh tie to it all that you make you give a shit about the characters and my favorite character i think out of everybody was val i love yeah. val
0: <laughs>
1: oh my god a, a brilliant performance by uh, con o'neill who i've seen in different things he was in um um Is it chernobyl, oh, chernobyl mm-hmm. yes uh you know and so he was just absolutely brilliant um but, you know, I, I, I can't say enough good things about this this TV show. Just just great. I'm so pleased that you put us onto it because we absolutely adored it. I thought it was great. The songs in it were so good as well.
0: Oh, yeah, because every episode he does a little song as well, doesn't he? And yeah. accompanied by, you know, his own little music video.
1: And and seeing, um, you know, Andy's journey, you know, uh, from
0: where he starts to where he, he ends oh, up and everything yeah. it was great as well. So
1: And the oh. end
0: of it, I mean, the the final scene of the last episode is is perfect it, it's one of those series where it finishes and you go oh yeah that's that's a really good end to it and we loved it so much that we got halfway through series 2 and uh, Tina bought the box set of it so we've got the, we bought the DVD box set oh, because we know awesome. it's something that we'll will watch it's like you know we've got the box sets of faulty towers and new statesman and lots of classic comedy this is in with those we mm. know we're going to revisit it a lot in the future so it's it's good to have a physical copy of it yeah same here can't recommend uncle enough
1: yeah thank you for reminding me oh yeah uh, again i'm
0: so, it's
1: uh, it annoys me a little bit because like the thing is with letterboxd it's so like the Queen's Gambit. Um, it's it's episodic. <laughs> I wouldn't class that as a movie, although it's movie quality. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And yet you can log that as a movie on le- Letterboxd. Mm. S- so and then there's other things like uh, WandaVision. division No, anything episodic to me isn't a movie. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not going to I'm not going to get into a debate about the quality of it and whether it's it, you know it, it's it's it rivals a movie in terms of its budget and story and its acting. Forget that. It's not a movie. So I don't get why that qualifies as being something that you can log on letterboxed. Whereas, say, yeah. with Uncle, you can't uh, because it. it's classed as a TV show. I, I, any, I'm not going to get into that. But, um, but so, yeah, I forget about TV shows sometimes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've got so that I know when I watch something, I've got a little, um, little note. Well, there's notepad on my phone. So I've got one and it's just entertainment show. And every time I watch a film or a TV show, that's good. I just make a note of it ready for a next record because I know otherwise I'll just bloody forget it. <laughs> Unless, <laughs> yeah. Like you, I'll go through Letterbox, and if it's not on there, I'll just have forgotten about it.
1: Hmm yeah definitely so yeah thank you for reminding me because again i, I, I do want to recommend that because that's was just one of the best things again in terms of tv
0: shows i can't believe how how old that is you know when it came out in, what was it 2012 how that First... passed us by for so long mate i've got no idea you know what i think i mean surely it must have been popular but how we didn't know about it you know it didn't come up on our radar i've got i've got no idea Maybe mm. it wasn't popular. Maybe it wasn't, you know, a huge hit. And you know, if it wasn't, and there's people out there listening to this that have never seen it because of that. Again, trust us, Uncle. Go and watch it. Three series. It'll go by in a flash. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um. On to movies. Yeah. Before we do, I've got I've got to do it again, mate. I'm sorry. I've got to do it again. But um, I do I do have this just there's just one of them. There's just one of them. And you know where I'm going. It's a vegan alert. (laughs) (laughs) And the only reason I found out about this one is because I was watching a documentary and it was showing all different films. And then anything like that happens. It's like, oh, I haven't seen that. I'll make a note of it. I haven't seen that. I'll make a note of it. And there was one and it was an animated Western from 1965 called Western Soda which I haven't watched yet so I don't know if it's it's good or not so I thought I'd oh, go a box and have a read of it and I thought oh yeah it sounds like my cup of tea I'll, I'll add that to my watch list which I have and then it come up believe it or not Reviews I thought I'll read some reviews yes the first review that was on there <laughs> did, did have them um, there's one in particular is my favourite but I'm, I'm going to read two that are in it so the first one vegan alert and remember it's another animated film a woman tells the cows it's milking time and then the woman opens up the cow like a fridge and pulls out some milk bottles (laughs) what (laughs) because because the times i've seen that mate i mean we got fields full of sheep and cows the times people opening up a cow and taking out milk bottles from them is just so upsetting it's so it's, it's good it's got one of that, but this is my favourite one. One of my favourites for quite a while, actually. So, uh, vegan alert. Whee! Whee! Shooting an unarmed dog. <laughs> what the fuck? It's the use of the word unarmed. Unarmed. It's as though if if the dog was armed, would that have been all right? Is it a bit more of a fair fight? <laughs> Why... Why put? Surely you could have put just like shooting a dog. Fair enough, but shooting an unarmed dog was, uh, yeah, that raised a smile, mate. So, uh,
1: so uh, something like deputy dog would be okay. I'm guessing yes. because you know it's got it's a it's a a dog with with
0: well got guns. Yeah, it can fight <laughs> back. It's fair enough. But uh, yeah, never never ever shoot an unarmed dog. Wait until wait until it's armed itself, then you're good to go. Oh, so, well, there you go. Yeah, we learn something <laughs> every day. <laughs> so.
1: I'm just looking at one ear. It's called my dog stupid, um, fully enough, and uh, it, it, Henry curses out dog. <laughs> Is that you're
0: not allowed to swear at a dog? Then no, you can't do that. No. Okay. You know, okay. even yeah, don't even think about swearing at the dog or any animal, for that matter. Or else, you could get very upset. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's mental. <laughs> mm. Oh, right, first movie, mate, uh, from twenty twenty, uh, Freaky, which we had a blast with watching. It's uh, it's a horror film, but it's it's got a good dollop of comedy in it as well and it's you know the body swapping films that were quite popular back in the day Hmm. you know where something Friday. Yeah exactly well this is, the title of this I'm sure has got something to do with it because it's Freaky and the Friday from the Friday the 13th because there's a slasher killer in it so there's there's Millie who's, um, she's a young girl in high school, she's in her final year and there's this killer going around the town called The Butcher played by Vince Vaughn very well played by vince Vaughan as well actually it's a great performance by him all the way through and millie becomes one of the victims or almost becomes one of the victims because when the butcher attacks her with uh, with this um, knife something happens that magically they get transformed into each other's body so millie is now inside the body of the butcher vince Vaughan, and vince Vaughan is now inside the body of a 17 year old girl Um, which you can imagine he has quite fun with when he (laughs) finds out he's inside the body of a 17-year-old girl. This is fun. It's a fun film. It's quite gory in places as well. Um, You know, there's quite a bit of blood flying around. But Vince Vaughn's performance in it, mate, is absolutely brilliant because he's playing a 17-year-old girl and the stuff that he does. And uh, Catherine Newton, who plays Millie as well, She's she's great in it as well and it's the playoff between the two characters. And the thing is that Millie has only got twenty four hours to fix what has happened, this curse, or else if she doesn't do it, they're trapped in those bodies forever. So mm. yeah, there's the there's the timeline. And she's helped by her mates because of course she's she's now the butcher, Vince Vaughan, so she has to approach her high school friends <laughs> as Vince Vaughan and try and convince them that she's Millie which makes for some fun scenes as you can imagine but mm. it it's got everything it's got laughs in it it's got some gore in it it's it's just very very entertaining and we had a great time with it so uh freaky
1: so does when he's in her body does he then still want to go around killing people and yes
0: he does because yeah that that's he's just an evil twat mm, mm so you see okay yeah you that see. Sounds, what's that on that sounds fun it was on it's either um it's got to be netflix or or uh, amazon it's one of the two I, d- I didn't write down what any are from any that i say in this episode netflix amazon or quotation marks available somewhere <laughs> it's going to be one of those three Okay, cool. That sounds really good.
1: I like the sound of that, mm. uh, but probably not one to watch with the kids.
0: <laughs> Definitely not one to watch with the kids, mate. Uh, <laughs> we'll stick. We'll you
1: know we'll stick with Freaky Friday. because oh, they did, uh, there was one with Jodie Foster, wasn't there? There was and a then, load of them. Um, wasn't there?
0: there was a load of them.
1: Yeah, they, they did a remake. I think um, Jamie Lee Curtis was in one yeah, of them as well. She was, yeah. Um, but things like, uh, is it like Big and? Um, mm-hmm. We'll see the one with uh, Judge Reinhold and Tom. Uh, Tom Hanks, he's, he's big, isn't he, I think?
0: Tom Hanks is big, yeah.
1: There was another one, I think, as well. But anyway, yeah.
0: Oh, cool. I like the sound of that. That's mm, good. It is. Yeah, it's a fun night's viewing, that one. Uh, another one, not to watch with the kids, mate, but it is fucking awesome. If you like uh, revenge slash action slash sci-fi films, boss level. From 2021 mm. uh, with Frank Grillo and Mel Gibson, Mad Mel, who's in it uh, and it's Frank Grillo he's a he's a retired special forces guy and he gets uh, th- th- this is um, echoing a little bit a theme that we're going to talk about in the double dip but he gets trapped in a never ending time loop but he gets trapped in it on the day uh, of his death and he is hunted every time he, he he gets killed, he comes back to life it's the same day and you know he gets to learn the patterns of what people do but he needs to work out why are these people hunting him and killing him in the most grotesque ways but so grotesque they're hilarious mate you know if you've got that sense of humor and you're watching somebody continually get you know squashed shot accidents whatever uh, and he has to work out why the fuck is all this happening uh, frank grillo is awesome Uh, as well as looking like he's carved out of fucking marble as well, which Mm. is quite sickening. And (laughs) Mel Gibson is really good in it. It's Mel back on form. Uh, I don't want to say too much about his character, but Mel Gibson is the boss of somewhere, which is to do with um, sort of the crux of what happens on the sci-fi level and why this time loop is happening. Cracking, cracking action slash sci-fi film, mate. you love it. You will love it, boss level.
1: That sounds awesome. Yeah. Um like you said, Frank Grillo, he's a he's a tough looking bastard. Oh isn't
0: he? yeah, he is. And he is so good in this, mate. He's so good. Right from it was one of those. It got us right from the beginning. You see him he wakes up and you know, shit hits the fan big time and then hits the fan again. And again, and it just takes you on this wild ride that you just don't want to end. It is really, really good. And it's one of those, it's just over an hour and a half. Old school, mate. You remember those 90-minute films? Yeah. Action films, it's one of those. And uh, yeah, it's highly recommended his boss level.
1: He. Uh, it's directed by Joe Carnahan, mm-hmm. uh, who um, did NARC and The A-Team. Um, and, you know, so he, he was uh, touted as, you know he was up for, for a big big another big movie but then he pulled out at the, the last minute um but i think he was sort of like touted at the time as you know being the next big thing cuz you know NARC was really popular and, and widely acclaimed. Um oh that's cool. Going back to Freaky, mm-hmm. that uh the person who directed that, Christopher Landon, who just had a quick look on IMDB, he also directed another double dip film that we both loved. Uh Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse.
0: Oh yeah, that was good, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so uh yeah that's cool.
1: Awesome. Yeah.
0: I'll uh, I'll do one more then I'll hand it over to you mate and this this is so different to boss level this is supernova from 2020 again just over 90 minutes long and it's uh colin firth who plays sam and stanley tucci who plays tusker and it's it's more or less a two-hander with those two they play a middle-aged uh, gay couple and um tusker played by stanley tucci he's he's got dementia They've just found out. Well, they haven't just found out. They they found out um, he was diagnosed with it two years ago, but he's getting to the stage now where it's becoming noticeable, and he's getting scared because he's he keeps having these little blackouts and losing memories of not only who who Sam is, his partner, but who he is as a person as well. And he he wants to end it all while he's still himself, and he you know mm-hmm. he just he doesn't lose himself, and he loses his memory of you know the man that he loves. Uh, It's absolutely brilliant performances by Colin Firth and Stanley Tucci. Lovely story. Great love story. You know, just two people who who love each other so much. Not not a lot happens in it. You're following them round because they're doing one last trip across England, you know, in an old RV and they're visiting friends and family. And, you know, one last visit here and one one last visit to see them. And then Sam finds out that uh, Tusker plans to kill himself because that's what he wants to do. Uh, And he finds out by accident Tusker wanted to keep it a secret and he finds out and then the decision is, well, does he let him do it? Does he let him do his wish and kill himself and and end it while he still is him? Or does he naturally, his first thought is he he doesn't want him to do it. He wants to cling on to it. He wants more time with him and he doesn't mind that you know, the man that he loves is slowly going to drift away. The body's there, but the mind's going to go. And it's, it's all about the performances and the heart and soul of the story, which is, is so lovely. And, you know, it's relatable to, to anybody that's, you know, ever been in love or is in love, that if something happened, such a hard choice. I mean, I went through with my granddad, he got dementia, and I saw him disappear from the person mm. I knew. And you know he didn't end up knowing us, uh, but to go through it with the person that you love and see them disappear must be like so so heartbreaking and and difficult. And it it's really it's worth watching. I know it doesn't sound like the happiest of films. You might be listening to this and go, well, that sounds a bit, ooh, a bit depressing, maybe. But it's not. Funnily enough, it's it's it is. It's heartwarming and and makes you sort of reassess life and. and take the little moments that you've got now and appreciate them more. And and again, just sit back and watch two actors at the top of the game and giving really good performances. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and why th- these are like, you know, Oscar worthy performances for them both. So if you want something a little bit different, and again, it's only just over 90 minutes long um, and you're in the mood for something, you know, you don't want an action film or something like that. You do want something just, just to sit back and just let it wash over you. Supernova. You can't uh, can't go too far wrong with that one.
1: Mm. That does that sound good, Mister Me. And uh, like you said, a change in pace. I mm. like both of the actors. I, I really like Stanley Tucci. Actually, I think he's he's, uh, really he's brilliant. I mean, Colin Firth, you kind of expect him to be good in <laughs> much things, don't you? Generally, mm. but Stanley Tucci as well. He's he's great in everything I've I think I've ever seen him in. Um, so yeah, that sounds
0: good. Mm, it's just good. Go on then, mate.
1: All right, so um, a a few kids' films, as I'm sure you can imagine, um, having two young youngsters. So uh, the first one, then, because there's a bit of a tale behind this as well. So, have you seen or heard of Yesterday on Netflix?
0: No, Uh, Yesterday.
1: Yesterday, yeah. So it stars Jennifer Garner, who's the mom and then Edgar Ramirez, who's the dad, and they've got uh, three children, uh, two girls and a boy. One of the girls is sort of, you know, um, a teenager, and the other two are a bit younger. So, but it it, it starts off, and I should say, it's hugely relatable from a parent's point of view, because it starts off, they haven't got kids, um, mom is very sort of free wheeling get says n- yes to everything gets involved in in all sorts of different things like the, first, the sort of opening credits you know is is her before kids you know she'll she would go out do stuff do skydiving you know do anything anything um and then meets um uh, carlos who's played by edgar ramirez you know they fall in love and then the kids come along and uh i i i uh, I hate, I have to say, you know, because obviously speaking from my own experience as a parent, you know, the kids come along and ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: okay.
1: yeah, because you know, your life changes considerably. Oh, yeah. When you have kids, you know, and you have to sort of put aside all of the things that you um, you loved, um, or you know, you have to. Uh, your priorities change massively. Oh, <laughs> I'm sure incredible. anybody who's a
0: parent knows that. It is incredible, isn't it? How much, and it's it's hard to describe. I know people telling me before, you know, I had kids, and it's like people go, "Your life is going to change so much." Yeah, like, oh, no, it's be fine. It's oh, it's indescribable how much your life changes when you have kids
1: hmm. And so and the, the, I suppose the one of the funny things as well is that, like I said, the mom before ha- having kids was a big kid herself, you know, and get involved in all sorts of different kind of things. But then, as you know, as you, you have kids, you you just then see danger everywhere, don't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> The, the sort of the uh, things that you would have done without yep. any care in the world. Yeah. You your kids want to do it's like no. I used to climb trees when I was a kid, and I, you know when I go back to where I live because my mom still lives there. You know, and I drive past that tree that I used to climb up, which is thirty foot tall. You know, and I'd stick my head out <laughs> at the top of the tree. Um, now my kids want to climb a tree which is a, about six foot, and i um, <laughs> I'm like a hawk standing over them. <laughs> You know, so, and it's things like that. And so, very relatable in that respect. So, anyway, the the, the kids are fed up with them saying no all the time because, you know, uh, whereas before it would have been, yes, let's go into that. And then when the kids come along, no. And and again, that's true. You mm. know, the kids want to do something. Um, my first answer, a lot of the time, tends to be no. Um, you know, so they, the, <laughs> make an agreement whereby the they have 24 hours and the parents can't say no it, mm. it, it's a yes day essentially so um but the i suppose the 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 rules that the parents put in place because it could be well let's go on holiday to spain or something like that or let's buy a dog you know it's got to be it, it, they have to have like a, a list of things they can choose from in that day so uh example of some of the things they do in the Uh, In the film, they uh, they go in a car wash, but instead of like just washing the outside of the car, they have to roll down the windows Uh, or they do that on the spot, you know, so it's like uh, the parents are like, I don't want to do it because it's going to fucking ruin the car. But then, you know, so anyway, it's a. Fun film. It's uh, like I said, from a parent's point of view, you can relate to it. But also, I mean, my kids are a little bit too young, um, you know, because obviously one's four and the other one is nearly nine, but she's eight. And but she didn't kind of get the message at the end of it all is that sometimes you have to say no, and sometimes your parents, although the kids just see them as barriers from stopping them, to, to from doing things the parents are there to protect them and the parents are there to stop them from doing things that could potentially harm them or for, you know. So there's that message. My kids just saw it as a, a fucking free-for-all. Let's just... So anyway, <laughs> as a result on the back of watching this film, um, we then had our own yesterday, um, which was fun. Yes. Um, so a list of things that the uh, the kids came up with. So anyway, we went... Um, it was, it was you got the basic standard things uh you know because again we're a bit restricted in what we can do but it was you know just after the shops had opened up what they wanted to go to McDonald's for a breakfast um so they would never done that before so we did that that's mm, fine yeah. I, I quite enjoyed that bit um however they made us dress up in Christmas jumpers
0: and <laughs> Christmas clothes um please and- tell me this was just before you went to McDonald's for breakfast as well,
1: <laughs> yeah, so now that this so we, for the whole day we would we were walking around wearing Christmas jumpers, <laughs> uh and I had like because I've got some work shoes which I never really wear, but I had to wear these work because they picked out our our outfits in the uh you know from our wardrobes and stuff like that. We did say to them it can't be anything ridiculous like, you know, I can't just walk around town in my pants or whatever Um, (laughs) because, you know, that would have been fun. But uh, so, yeah, then they wanted to go to – it was either a toy shop or a build, builder bear, you know, which uh, yeah. I think a lot of people have heard of. You know, you go, you pick yeah. out your own bear, then they stuff it there and then put a heart in it. It's a fucking rip-off. It's Because, it, like, the te- the bears themselves aren't that expensive. It's all the little add-ons. Oh,
0: yes. <laughs> yeah. Do you want
1: a heart? Do you want it to have some scent in it? Do you want it to have an outfit? You know, the, the bear itself it's sometimes it's two for one. Um, you think that's not too bad, but then it's all the other bit, bits uh-huh. of shit that they, um, they they tack on. But then, you know, we were, and they're all really friendly and everything else because they want to sell you stuff. But then like that, we told them because they, they were saying, why are you wearing Christmas jumpers? So then we all went to I'm telling them, Oh yeah, we're doing this yesterday. They all loved it. They thought it was amazing. <laughs> which just encouraged the kids even more. Um, <laughs> then they wanted to do other things. And it was like, you know, Oh, so we had our own yesterday I'm on the back of this fucking film. Um, so as much as, you know, it, it is, it, I quite liked it. But at the same time, if you're a parent, you know, just be just be wary. If you've got yeah. young children as well. Because so, <laughs> they won't get the theme. They won't get the message that parents sometimes have to say no. Mm. They'll just see it as a let's go nuts yeah. kind of day. So. <laughs>
0: What was the, what was the most outrageous thing that they asked for? That I
1: th- well, it, I think from my point of view, it was walk because this happened when did we do this? It was April, so walking round a shopping centre wearing a Christmas jumper oh, would
0: we'll get your looks. Um,
1: yeah, getting some funny looks. Yeah, um, you know. To be fair, in the oh that was the other thing they wanted to play Roblox uh, until midnight, so <laughs> they ended up playing Roblox until midnight. <laughs> <laughs> bloody kids yeah so there you go anyway sticking to the uh the the kids films uh an animated film on netflix another one uh it's just recently come out it's called the mitchells versus the machines
0: it's on my watch list it's on my watch list mate
1: uh, okay it's it's very good i enjoyed it a lot it's very visual it's uh it reminded me a bit of uh, spider-man into the spider-verse it's a different animation style but it's got so much going on you know what i mean it's it's a really fun and inventive movie and um really good voice cast um you know it's it's a again i think you'll like it having the daughter um i mean you obviously yours is a, a bit older than mine but one of the the, so they've got two children a boy and a girl and the girl wants to go off to college and uh, she's growing up and she had a relationship with her dad when she was younger that was quite close but as they've gotten older they clash a bit you know and um they just don't relate to each other particularly like they used to anymore because she wants to go off and do her own thing her dad's you know. Uh, got his set in his ways and whatever. And the mom t- tends to be the the sort of like, you know, the the, um, uh, the mediator in it all, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's that kind of dynamic, but then on the, the backdrop of it all, or the, the thing that's happened is that, you know, the the machines are taken over the world, sort of very maximum overdrive, um, but it's, it, and it's got Olivia Coleman in it, you know, and she's a, the voice of this supercomputer that is, wants to take over the world. And, it's it's really like i said it's a really funny witty script uh in a lot of ways it it has lots of uh digs at um technology social media uh, how we are so reliant on things like wi-fi i mean there's a, there's a really really funny scene in it where um the machines are starting to take over and everything and they're like how can we really cripple the the humans so they turn off the wi-fi and
0: <laughs>
1: chaos ensues. it's really good um it's yeah it's just a, it's a really funny inventive um really well animated movie um, with a very good voice cast. And yeah, it's, it's, it's a good one. I think, although it's aimed at kids, you know, I enjoyed it. And uh, like the best animated movies, you know, the adults get something out of it as well. So yeah. Do you know what else it's got, mate?
0: I don't know. Go on. It's got a vegan alert. It's got quite a few actually. (laughs) One of them. Katie's burger talks to her <laughs> <laughs> that's true, Yes. Oh, there's another one vegan <laughs> alert. Whee! 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 hamburgers make the family throw up, which which I thought that's that would be a good thing, wouldn't it? It'd be a plus points, but there is there is actually this has even got a vegan point there'll have Ooh. to be accommodation for my pussy. <laughs> It was just an excuse to place that, really. Uh, no animals were harmed in the making of the documentary that the Mitchells filmed. If that makes sense.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, so, uh, no, yes, no, no animals so well. were harmed
0: in in that animated film. Thankfully,
1: mm. yeah. Well, there you go. But no, he's good. It's very good. Um, a tad too long perhaps it's an yeah. hour and 53 minutes um mm. which i think pushes it for an animated movie you know because yeah. you know if it's aimed at kids you want to try and keep it fairly snappy do you know what i mean but uh yeah very good good so can i do one more because yeah, that's on, the end that'll on. be the end of my kids yeah so up. i guess yeah so we we watched um in my uh <laughs> quest i guess to it sort of educate is is probably the wrong word but you know to to sort of um share my my uh, movie going experiences from when i was younger um you know we've done jurassic park we've watched uh indiana jones trilogy uh you know and things like that so we watched the back to back to the future
0: trilogy oh what did they think of those
1: so the first one i mean the first one i think is Perfect. I think it's such a good movie. It's brilliantly filmed, uh, acted. Uh, it's got, it's got a mixture of comedy. It's got a mixture of romance. It's uh, got a bit of action in it. It's you know it's so good. It's such a really good and the, the scene at the end where um, Marty gets back home and then Doc Brown comes uh, back, you know, from the future. And you know, then he, he, you know, they get in the car, and you know, he says that line, "Oh, we, we don't need roads where where we're going." Mm-hmm. And then the car takes off. the The reaction of Lucy was absolutely perfect. She just went, "Whoa!" You know what I mean? <laughs> where the, the car, just, it's awesome. So those kind of little, um, those things, are, the, uh, what I'd love about watching some sort of the old older films because they're classics. It's a classic for a reason. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Um, Back to the Future 2 I remember going to the cinema to watch that and it's 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 definitely a lot darker in tone um I really like it because it does it, it messes with the time aspect, you know, and and how um, you have to be careful because you know even making I suppose an insignificant uh, decision or doing something that you think is insignificant can have an, a, a long effect, you know, on the future. So I like that, but it's definitely darker. There's a lot more swearing in it, um, but I liked it. I think Lucy felt a little bit cooler towards it but she still watched it and enjoyed it the third film you know it's set in the wild west isn't it so um you know that one's a bit more i, I think straightforward i guess to a certain degree um so yeah just a crack, cracking trilogy really aren't they you know they're a cracking set of movies oh yeah yeah timeless
0: no no pun, no pun intended because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we it, it's one of those they're out on 4k blu-ray and it's one of those, ooh, very, very tempted to pick that up. Because they're films that you can just watch again and again and again. And, yeah, I think that'll have to uh, be added to the uh, to the list of things to buy on 4K Blu-ray, those. Yeah. And, and I had fun
1: explaining to Lucy. I think she picked up on it because, you know, but just like the, the different generations of uh, McFlies, you know, so in the Wild West, you've got Lee Thompson playing, um, you, you know, like a relative of, yeah, of Marty's yeah. and then you've got, um, you know, she's his mom in 1955 but she's younger and then she's his mom in the future or his wife or and it's Mm. just you know kind of you know trying to link those little dots the one thing I've totally forgotten about though is in Back to the Future 2 because Michael J Fox plays um, a couple of characters so he plays obviously Marty he plays older Marty but he plays um, the the female version like his sister (laughs) totally forgotten about that you know (laughs) he's got good legs I'll give him that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> totally forgotten about that but then in the third film obviously he plays a bit more of a it's uh you know uh i suppose a different character but he's he's more involved in it but yeah, yeah oh great films great films.
0: yeah they are. you maybe want to watch them again now mm. mm-hmm.
1: and there's that car the delorean is such a cool car it really is
0: oh god yeah it is um I remember when Back to the Future came out and it was like, oh, that's, that's the car to aspire to. It was a DeLorean. And mm-hmm. then you get a and you read, you know, they're breaking down all the time and just fall to bits. But still, it's still a classic. I'd still love a DeLorean. Imagine that parked in your drive, DeLorean. it be yeah. great. Yeah. Right. Oh, I'm going to go to, mate. I'm going to go to a film that by far... Is the one that's made us laugh the most for a very long time um if if you want an evening of of laughing your ass off me and it's only 86 minutes long bad trip from 2021 and it's one of those it's one of those hidden camera prank things but the beauty of it is it's mixed in there's a proper there's a proper narrative running through it there's a there's a scripted narrative running through it about two two friends and they're on a they're on a road trip and the sister of one of them is after them for reasons that I won't go into so even the scripted bits are funny but it's when all the way through they do all of the unscripted where and they keep in character as these two friends Uh, And the sister keeps in character as as the sister, who's, you know, real hard-ass. And they interact with the general public. And it's all set up, and the public don't know, obviously. And there's all the, you know, all the hidden cameras everywhere, and all outrageous stuff goes on. We, I can't remember the last time we laughed so much watching a film, mate. It is hilarious. Uh, There was only, there was, I think there was, there was one... I think there's only one, really, that sort of didn't hit us. There's one prank thing. And it was, yeah, and that was OK. Everything else just had us in stitches. And it's good because when it finishes as well, while the credits are rolling, it shows you, uh, the the public that were caught up in it, it shows you that when the big reveal, after they've finished filming the scene, and then they suddenly go, and you're on the camera, it's a film we're making, you know, and that they suddenly go, oh, fucking hell. The stuff they get involved with, is it's just so funny uh i'll give you a baseline for the humor in this so you know the chinese um what they call chinese thumb torture things or finger things
1: oh yeah 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 you
0: know what it is it's like a tube isn't it it's like a woven tube and you stick your finger in one end and finger in the other and you can't pull your fingers out can you because it tightens up around both fingers it's one of those So these two guys, they end up, I'm not going to tell you how, but they end up with it around the cocks. So they're, <laughs> they're tied to each other with this Chinese thing around the cocks and they've got the cocks out and they go, in, they go into this public space with the cocks out, trapped and stretched with this thing in between them, screaming in agony. That's sort of the baseline for humour you're going to get all the way through it. And if the thought of that is funny for you, you'll, you'll love it, mate. You will absolutely love it. So, yeah, sit back and prepare to laugh a lot.
1: That sounds good. Is that on Netflix? I think it's Netflix, yeah. Oh, great. It's, okay, it's, cool. Because yeah, I'll just um, put that into IMDb, and, you know, it sort of brings up a little preview of the trailer, whatever. Yeah. That came up as Orion Pictures. I thought I thought they went bankrupt.
0: That's It's not an Orion thingy, is it? I think it might be from, that's jogged a memory that I think when it did start, that me and Tina said, just what you've just said. And Orion Pictures, isn't that like from the 80s or something?
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's weird. But yeah. anyway, that's cool. I like the sound of that. Yeah. God, you have had quite an eclectic... Uh, it makes you
0: mate. Load of different films, haven't you? There's been loads. Uh, I'll, I'll change up pace as well to a a lower budget horror sci-fi comedy from 2020 called Psycho Gorman. And it's from the director, it's from Stephen Um Kostansky, and he's the director of of two great films, Manborg and Father's Day. And again, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen either of those, and you know, you like your lower budget, tongue in cheek, outrageous stuff. Manborg Manborg and Father's Day, dive into those and then go into Psycho Gorman. Or watch them in any, any any you know, any order that you like. But this is about um it's an evil monster that's gonna destroy the universe and a young girl um, accompanied by her brother gets control of him and tells him what to do and he has to obey everything that um, that she says and the character Mimi um, played by an actress a young actress um, called Nita Nita Josie Hannah she is absolutely brilliant in this and it's her performance that carries it along she's so good as as this evil evil young girl who suddenly finds that literally in the palm of her hand she has the power to control this uh out of space being who has all these different powers and the shit that she makes him do it's it's very very silly as is Manborg and father's day uh, but if you like that kind of stuff, there's some great practical effects. I mean, it's all the way through tongue, firmly in cheek. Uh, but again, it's just such a fun, outrageous, over-the-top, gory, funny film to watch. Um, and again, 90 minutes. I'm coming in with lots of 90-minute films. Mm. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's in and out in 90 minutes, and you're not going to get bored watching it. So much stuff happens all the way through this that you are not going to get bored with it. I can see it's very niche. I can see a lot of people watching it and thinking that was an absolute load of bollocks. But if you're the type of person that does like this type of film, there's a lot to love in it. So Psycho Gorman.
1: Mm. I like the look of, because um, I've just been clicking on some of the films that he's directed, Um Particularly, like you said, there Father's
0: Day Father's and Day is, Manborg. Father's Day is one of my all-time favorites. It's...
1: The um, the posters for the film the films of themselves are awesome. Yeah, they, they, you know they'd be one of those ones that you'd pick up in the eighties at the video shop, and you'd immediately rent it because it just looks an amazing, you know, uh, film just based on the the artwork. <laughs> um, and Psycho Gorman, that that's very cool
0: as well. Mm, yeah, it is. It is a good one. Uh, I'll do one more, and I'll hand it back to you, mate. Uh, this one, this one is my—it's my film pick of this episode, mate. You know, if you're gonna—if you're only gonna watch one out of all the ones that I've talked about, watch this one. It's from 2021, and it's called Nobody. And oh man, it's—it's uh, it's, uh, Bob. I'll fuck up names. Odenkirk me. is it? Odenkirk, yeah. Who plays a guy called Hutch Mansell, middle-aged guy. Uh who i'm going to be so careful what i say about this he's a family man uh he has a secret past that his family are not too aware of um he's he's a bit of a hard bastard his house gets broken into he doesn't react to the breaking in the way that he wants to because he knows what he's capable of and he doesn't want to let that side of him loose again so then he regrets not taking you know taking action against the people that broke in things happen he's on a bus there is one of the best fight scenes you are ever going to see on a bus with him and uh, a gang of youths some rapscallions come onto a bus and uh, he gets pissed off with them it is one of the i mean people they live awesome over the top fight scene uh, double date uh, If anybody's not seen Double Date, go and watch that as well. There's a fight between a man and a woman in Double Date, which is fucking awesome. And the film's awesome anyway. There's an interview show uh, that me and Tina did with um, Danny Morgan, uh, who wrote it, and is the lead actor in Double Date as well. That's a really good film. Great fight scene in that. The fight scene in this, just one of many fight scenes in this, but the one on the bus... Oh man, it is fucking outrageous. But it's 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 not over the top well, it is over the top, but it's also very believable as well. And when he he takes a lick in too, and you feel every punch, every hit, every kick, every, everything about it. it. and but there's much more to it than that. The character is so good. He goes through so much. It's again, it's another ninety minute film.
1: I know, yeah. And
0: um it's one of those, you, we didn't want it to end. We did not want it to end. There's amazing scene after amazing scene with a character, a main character that you genuinely care about. And you go, you're you rooting for him and he's against all the odds. And you think, oh, he's, oh this is going to be too much for him. And he drags himself through it. It's such a good film. Uh, and I can't recommend this one highly enough as well. So yeah, without giving too much away, about it but you again it's just it's a, a wild ride Of you could, it you'll wince watching some of the fight scenes in it <laughs> you'll go fucking hell that, that hurts but then you'll be like whooping and whoring and cheering him on and then you'll be screaming oh no don't let that happen it's it's so good mate nobody and it's such a shame i think this was due to come out i think it was due to come out last year I could mm. be wrong on this, so I think it was going to be a cinema film last year. And of course, you know, cinema's shot and everything. This so deserved to be seen on a big screen by a room full of people. It's one of those where if you get the right audience with you in a cinema, you'll be like cheering like mad all the way through it. It's really, really good, mate. So, um, yeah, and everybody listening, don't miss out on this. Nobody.
1: I might watch that after we finish recording because that sounds brilliant. And I have seen... I must admit, I saw it because um, I watched the UFC and they, so they have like trailers for things that were coming out in America that aren't out over here. So I saw this and I thought, oh, Bob Odenkirk. I watched him in,
0: you know, Breaking Bad
1: and mm. a bit of Better Call Saul, you know, and... This doesn't seem like the kind of film that he would be in, exactly. you know what I
0: mean? Because that's where so, Tina knows him from, is from those programs. I haven't watched either of those, so to me, he's he's like a new face. It's like a fresh face to me. I haven't, I, I don't link him to any of those characters. Uh, but even with Tina, who was familiar with him in those programs, she was just caught up in it, you know, forgot about those and and, and linked into the character that he plays in this and was rooting for him. Yeah, if you watch it tonight, mate, it's it, I'd love to to know what you think of it. I can. I would be extremely surprised if you didn't love this film. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I'm definitely going
1: to check that one out. I've heard a lot of good things about it as well. So that's just the the icing on the cake.
0: Brilliant. <laughs> I have, I've only got one more before we got into the double dip, and I'm sure I would be very surprised if it's not on your list. So I'll hand it over to you, mate. Uh,
1: yeah, so um, this one's a quickie, uh, but uh, you talked about this some time ago. Um, the founder... Mm. With um, uh, Michael Keaton, and this is all about the sort of like the beginnings of uh, McDonald's. Yeah, yeah. And um, it, uh, we watched it. It's on Sky Movies at the moment, but I think it's on other things as well, like Amazon or Netflix or whatever. Um, enjoyed it for the most part. I think the thing that uh, I mean, Michael um, Michael Keaton's brilliant in it. He's he's really good as he's in most things that you see him mean, in. I really like Michael Keaton. I think you know going back. From to the early days of first seeing him in uh, Beetlejuice mm-hmm. and obviously Batman. So I've always had a soft spot for Michael Keaton. But he's very, very good in this. Um, the one thing that hurts the film a little bit is, this, I suppose, the lack of a timeline almost, because it, it starts off with him. He's a bit of a – he's, a, he's a, a salesperson, you know. He goes around and he's, he's trying to sell um, – Uh, milkshake mixers and things like that you know to diners and they're just not interested and then he happens to come across this uh, restaurant McDonald's he's never seen anything like it before and it's about how he then takes it as a franchise tries to expand it ends up exploiting the 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 brothers that started up this this fast food um, uh, restaurant and then you know it's it was an eye opener for me in terms of, you know, McDonald's. It's not just about the food. It's about he- the, the land, isn't it, that they lease yeah. and everything. Yeah. And so I didn't know any of that. So that was quite interesting. But everything seems to happen. There's no reference to time, although it will perhaps tell you a year and stuff like that. It, it, it doesn't do that very often. It just feels like, you know, in the space of the two hours that the film's on for, um, these things just almost happen overnight, which they wouldn't have done. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, what I did like about it uh, was at the end, and you got to see some of the real-life pictures of the the people in in real life. And and, uh, this is directed by the person who did The Highwaymen, if you remember. That was, again, another double dip from uh, a while ago with Kevin Costner and Woody Harrelson. That, again, based on a true story about the... um, the hunt for Bonnie and Clyde, you know, and the people that w- were sort of... I suppose at the time the FBI tried to use more modern methods, you know, relatively speaking, for when bon- Bonnie and Clyde were were around. But they then, ref- you know, they, they needed these old-school kind of cowboy types to actually, you know, do the dogged uh, detection of of them. You know, that, that, that kind of stuff worked. Um, and again, that had... Uh, you know, pictures of the real life people that were involved in that so it's I enjoyed it but I think it could have been a bit better Um, but yeah, I think you quite liked it at the time, he's a a twat though isn't he Um, oh, he's a complete
0: twat isn't he (laughs) (laughs) but I think that, you know, if you get a lot that's it with a lot of successful business people isn't it, they're just ruthless and don't give a shit about people Yes. It's, it's all about so, the money and the business, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, and the last film, um, which uh, I, I watched, uh, I'm intrigued, been intrigued by, I'm always intrigued by video game-based movies, even though vast major- majority of them are shit. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I was looking at the, this list on IMDb of um, video game movies and, you know, started off with Super Mario Brothers. Back in 1993,
0: which I've never actually seen. Have you seen that? Yes, I have, unfortunately. Is it bad? <laughs> From memory, it is fucking awful. Yeah. It might be actually, watching it now, knowing that it's shit, it might be a bit more fun going into it and just to take the piss out of it more than anything, you know. So, mm. uh, you know, maybe one day I might revisit it, or then again, maybe I, maybe I won't. <laughs> but I just remember yeah. it not being good at all.
1: So I had no interest in it when it came out in 93. I think I was probably at that age where I wasn't... I was in 93. I'd have been about... I think I was about 17. Mm. So it was probably... I was too old for it at that point. So I wasn't interested. And then I never watched it because I just heard it was utter bollocks. Um, And then you got Double Dragon, which came out in 94. And then there was a spate of them, you know, from the 90s. And then periodically, every every year or two, there's a video game... um, movie released so then mortal Kombat originally released in august 1995 i remember going to the cinema to watch that and i've always had a soft spot for it i was quite Mm, like it um it's very cheesy it's uh you know but it, it just it felt like it was the best video game movie at the time um which probably isn't saying a lot but it introduced the world to paul W.S. Anderson as mm. well who's gone on to make a few other video game movies such as the Resident Evil mm. uh, franchise you know and uh, but I, I've always quite liked the original I mean have you got any thoughts on it or you know the the sort of original Mortal Kombat
0: yeah I haven't seen it I have probably only watched it once when it first came out but okay. vague memories of enjoying it yeah yeah um and then the sequel came out, Mortal Kombat Annihilation,
1: which was utter bollocks. I mean, that that's bad, like really, really bad. And then, like, you know, sort of to a greater or lesser degree, you got, um, I mean, like, you know, Tomb Raider with uh, Angelina Jolie. So these movies do attract quite big stars, you know, and, and uh, you know, they have a lot of money thrown at them. Um, then, you know, Uwe Boll did a load of... Video game, he Mm -hmm. just seemed to churn them out, and you know, I think he quit directing in the end because he just got so much abuse off people. (laughs) Um, because of the, I've never seen one of his films, I must admit, you know, uh, have you? Yeah,
0: oh wow, Uh, have you? Are they any good? I've seen a a lot of Eva Ball films, yeah. Watch, um, I think it's called Tunnel Rats. This one, I'm just going to have to look up his name quickly. Tunnel rats. It's like a Vietnam one. I remember being really good. But one that you need to watch because it is outrageously violent, and I loved it. Um, oh my god, this is great. Postal. Postal. I'm pretty sure it was postal. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, the, cause the game, the game was over the top as well, wasn't it? Yeah, um, I think that
1: was based on a postman just going crazy and killing people, which is happened no, in actually, real life. No, actually,
0: it's not postal. Rampage from two thousand and nine. Oh, right, yeah, okay. but that one I really, really enjoyed. That they're my—I'd say they're my two favorite Uwe Boll films. I mean, not high watermark, I guess, compared to some other directors, but Rampage and um, I've forgotten the, one, the first one, Tunnel Rats. Those two. But Which, uh, Rampage, if you had to pick one of the two, I'd say go with Rampage.
1: Okay. Again, not Rampage that was based upon the video game no. that The Rock later no, started. Not that one. <laughs> um, funnily enough, those two movies aren't based on video games, so maybe he's actually a decent filmmaker when he's working on something <laughs> that's not a video game, but still. Um, then you got, you know, Prince of Persia in 2010. Huge, you know, budget, bit crap. Um, so you can kind of... See where I'm going with this. So, more re- Assassin's Creed, Michael Fassbender for Christ's sake. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, the Tomb Raider got um, a reboot in 2018 with yeah, uh, yeah. Alicia Vicando who I really like. Um, so, uh, so, but the, I've not seen all of them. But I, the ones I have seen, generally, the quality of them isn't great. I mean, do any stand out for you particularly?
0: Uh, I didn't mind the Tomb Raider ones, even the Angelina Jolie ones. I thought all right. I have got you know i've got a soft spot for the resident evil ones and i've i've had an inkling to to pick them up on i think i've got two of them on blu-ray and i've got an inkling to get the others because i'm sure they're cheap somewhere and revisit them i'd like to watch them all again
1: i don't Mm. know what it
0: is about them but there's just some just something about them but there is like you said there's some bloody awful ones out there too
1: yeah so then more recently then so detective pikachu so Yes, I'd, would I class that as a video game? Not really. Mm. I think Detective Pikachu is a is a well, it's based on Pokemon, isn't it? Yeah. Which is a video game franchise and cartoon. So yes, but to me, I mean, we saw that the cinema. I loved that. I thought it was really good. Yeah, I want to watch that still. Yeah, it's really good. Um, really, good. Ryan Reynolds is the voice of uh, Pikachu, mm-hmm. which is awesome. So, uh, you know, and then you got Sonic the Hedgehog, mm-hmm. which actually re- really enjoyed that too. You know, yeah, Jim Carrey yeah, was in that, and um, that was good fun. Um, so, and then like coming up, you've got the Uncharted movie with Tom Holland. Um, which I've definitely got an eye on because mm. hopefully if they can do something fun with Uncharted, because essentially Uncharted is, is a bit like Indiana Jones, isn't it? Yeah. No, it's, yeah. A modern, it's a modern Indiana Jones. That's you know amazing set pieces, a bit of um, you know uh, hunting for treasure and whatever. That that's that's what it is. So and Tom Holland I like. So uh, the Boardlands film I don't know about that. We'll, <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. So but anyway mortal Kombat has been rebooted um and it's if people have never played a mortal Kombat game it's a fighting game um it it caused a lot of controversy back when it was first released you know because uh there was blood in it and people being killed and you know it was put up in front of congress in in america you know what the hell um and it's it's, at the time you know i wasn't paying that much attention to but looking back at it you think it's the same type of reaction to like video nasties you know, back in the 80s mm. you know a lot of over the tops sort of uh, people who you would think are highly educated uh, like senators and you know people in p- positions of power and responsibility um talking utter shite uh but you know anyway so uh, it, it, i really liked it you know i think it's the right mixture of uh it's faithful to the video games it's quite violent it's quite gory the characters uh from the video games are in it um it's got that right amount of cheese uh you know the characters in it are, uh, particularly one uh the, the 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 guy who plays Kano who's one of the the characters in it um he's really good really funny it's violent like it's you know bad language um it's it's really good i just i i really liked it i thought it was fantastic um so i, I wasn't perhaps going into it expecting a great deal so maybe you mm. know having low expectations yeah. was is a thing but
0: yeah i liked it. you've seen this as well haven't you yeah yeah this was the one the last one on my list because I, I knew you'd, you'd have to fetch this one up because um what well, a video game movie of course uh, me and Tina watched it. We both really enjoyed it. And I'm I'm shit at fighting games. I always end up just button mashing anyway. And I've got no real history with the Mortal Kombat games because I'm shit at them. I've only got... I've got Mortal Kombat 10, but that's only because it was a PlayStation Plus game a few years ago. And I think I played it for 20 minutes, button mashed it, didn't get very far, deleted it. So uh, Although I, I still want the new one, only because... I want to play as Rambo in it. That's the only reason I want. I'm hoping, I'm hoping eventually that it'll all come on like PS Plus or it has been in the sale, but it you know because it's going to have limited play, it's it's going to be under a tenner. Is my price point. If it comes under a tenner with all the DLC, I'll pick it up. Uh, but the actual film, yeah, we had a great time with it. Again, sort of familiar with the characters. I knew some of them. Um, you know, like Sonya Blade. I knew that um sub-zero obviously new sub-zero but i didn't know didn't know all of them didn't know about the Mm. history of all of this it was good i and again i've seen online you know you've got hardcore mortal kombat fans and they're complaining because you've got um you've got the character of cole young and he's he's basically he's in a way, he's the audience because everything that's going on is explained to him. There's a lot of exposition that goes through him, and that's for the audience members that, you know, like me, don't know a lot about Mortal Kombat. So you get to know of, oh, why are they doing that, and how can they do that, which is which is good. Uh, I love the fact that there is, even though it's a rated fifteen, there's a good amount of violence in it. If mm. you know, if they'd have chipped out on that, that would have pissed me off because that's one thing you expect from a Mortal Kombat film. You know, you want the the blood. It, it could have been a bit more. It'd have been nice if it was like you know, give me a hard R rated version. But they're going to want to make you know more bums on seats, more viewers um, to try and get a watch it, try and make more money. I thought it was really fun. I, I enjoyed the fighting in it. I enjoyed the characters in it. I enjoyed the comedy in it. I mean, the character of of um, Kano, played by Josh Josh Lawson. Every time he was on screen he just stole the scene. <laughs> he was so, so good at it. And it was it was a it was a good sort of action adventure romp with you know, some blood in it and again, you know, it's lots of CG, but I thought it was on the whole pretty decently done. There was a few bits that was a bit a bit kinda dodgy, but yeah, it was we enjoyed it all the way through and you know, like Tina, who's even though she plays video games, like me fighting games are not her thing mm. the fact that we both enjoyed it that was a good story and uh, no, i know th- i believe that i think they've been signed they signed like was it a three picture deal originally a lot of the main actors so there could be you know another couple of films incoming i hope there is i'd love to see more with you know the characters in this adding more to it I'd, i would love to see another more combat mm. film yeah
1: definitely for sure i mean I, yeah and it says it all for a sequel as well mm. so um yeah, yeah and the opening because I mean, it's weird I didn't watch it um, but they they made available the opening seven minutes um, f- for people to watch uh, oh, like you know okay. online which was a bit weird you know you, I guess to, to get people enticed into yeah. it and whatever yeah.
0: um, never known that before but yeah hmm. good oh you have got some good stuff there mate we've got stuff for people to watch there I think we've got some good recommendations haven't we yeah definitely yeah. well th- we were professional at the beginning, and I did remember to press the theme tune button this time. But we didn't sort out what order we were going to do the double dip, so it's going to be—I'm going to surprise you, mate. I'm going to surprise you for the order. Go on, then. How exciting! I see you're ready. So yeah, let's uh, let's get into uh, the double dip section of the show. And now, preview time. When it comes to entertainment, you can't beat a good film. So let's take a look at what's coming your way.
1: It's going to be a beautiful wedding.
0: I don't think that we met. I'm Sarah. Niles.
1: Nice. Niles? Don't come in here! What
0: the... It's going to be a beautiful wedding. It's one of those infinite time loop situations you might have
1: heard about. The second you fall asleep, it all just goes back to the start.
0: Well, then what's the point of living? We kind of have no choice but to live.
1: No, I'm gonna get out of this. See you tomorrow. I can't keep waking up
0: in here. At least you have each other.
1: Everything that we are doing is meaningless
0: good day so far today tomorrow it's all the same Mm. there you go was that it that was it there was there was (laughs) there was a nearly a three minute trailer oh god so yeah i picked that one instead because it's a bit shorter so well there you go that was our first uh
1: double dip film that we're going to be talking about which is palm springs from 2020 and it stars uh, amongst others uh, andy samberg uh Kristen milotti and jk simmons um then you got a uh, uh, uh other cast members peter gallagher pops up uh, recognized um so this has got a 7.4 out of 10 on imdb out of one hundred and nine thousand seven hundred ninety one wow. uh ratings it's on for an hour and a half hooray wow uh, that's got to be a record isn't it <laughs> um so and in terms of uh, Metacritic, this has got an 83 score based on 48 critical reviews, uh, 45 positive and three mixed. So I'll pick a couple here. So you've got Empire Magazine, which says uh, they give it um, what would it be the equivalent of five stars. It's taken a long time getting here from across the pond, but some things are worth waiting for. A wonderful, witty and weird spin on an old favourite, which seems destined to become a classic itself. Um And then I'll go with The Guardian. Um, Oh, Peter Bradshaw. (laughs) It delivers some much-needed laughs. That's the summary. There you go. Um, So, and then I'll go for one of the... oh, Oh, this is from The Guardian as well. So they must have reviewed it... Twice. This is from (laughs) Benjamin Lee, though. It's a goofy, drunken scrap of escapism, and while the romantic comedy is not fully back, despite think pieces assuring us that it is, Palm Springs energetically reminds us, yet again, that it's never really going away. So, uh, that's one of those reviews that doesn't really tell you a great deal. Um, Now, I picked this. Um, Mm -hmm. I... Um, I'd I'd seen it advertised again, uh, one of those because I think this has been out in America for a little while, but it had not come over here. And I actually was going to pick it as a double dip, but um, it wasn't available to watch um, legally, shall we say. Mm. So anyway, this popped up on Amazon Prime as a as you know one of their new films so why not let's let's give it a, a shot i really like andy sandberg yeah um as i mentioned brooklyn 99 i think he's awesome in that he's i think about brooklyn Nine is it's not just about him it's got such a great cast that you know even if you perhaps warm to others a bit more or less than some of the the, the cast there's there's somebody you're going to like in that. And it's yeah. such a really well-acted, witty, funny um, TV show that, you know, he's just brilliant. Um, and and Andy Samberg's one of those people. That I've seen him in lots of different things. And I, I often think that he should be perhaps bigger than he actually is, yeah. which sounds like he's not that popular and i'm sure he's hugely popular because he's in one of the you know biggest tv shows on on the tv but it's almost like um he reminds me a bit of adam's adam sandler um in as much as that if this was if these films were released in the sort of like you know the time when adam sandler caught fire you know he'd be huge no adam sandler was one of the most uh, richest paid actors in Hollywood at one point, you know, mm-hmm. in the sort of like the, the mid to late 90s. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and he made some shit films. I mean, <laughs> I like I like him, but, you know, he made some crap films as well. Um, so I, I didn't know anything about this film going into it. I, I didn't even, I hadn't even watched the trailer. That's the first time I've heard the trailer. So I think part of my enjoyment of it was knowing nothing about it at all, and I don't, so if, if you don't know anything about this film then perhaps skip ahead you know, from my point of view anyway this would be my recommendation, for five to ten minutes, and then go watch the film and come back and see what, what yeah, we thought about yeah. it because having not knowing that he's in it I thought, okay, so it's it's going to be a comedy uh, the poster gives nothing away uh, you know, it's going to be romantic, because there's a, a woman on the poster as well, so you know, I'm guessing it's going to be a romantic comedy, mm. Um, and it is, but with a twist, um, you know, the, and and the start of it, you know, because again, not knowing anything about it. And you've done this before with trailers of films that you really look, you know, you know, you're going to watch them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you don't, you don't watch the trailer. So um, and when the, when it opened up and when it started and when he's, he wakes up and uh, he seems a bit sort of cool, nonchalant to his, Girlfriend, you're not quite sure. They start having sex. You're not quite sure what what's going on. Um, but and then he start. He's at a wedding and he starts uh, uh, do, doing stuff. Um, he, he does an amazing speech. You know, anticipating um, what's going on with the dancing and everything. He you know and he, he catches the eye of this uh, girl, the sister of the bride, and you know you think, what the fuck's going on here? And so not knowing anything about it and then as the film plays out i was like wow okay this is this is like groundhog day you know what i mean it's it's a romantic comedy groundhog day with you know a couple and uh, these are the things that go on in it and i thought it was really good i thought it was funny it was entertaining it was it you know the, the two great performances from the leads um jk simmons pops up who i love yeah, uh yeah. you know can watch him in anything and um funnily enough he was in an episode of brooklyn 99 recently so <laughs> um maybe on the back of this who knows it's an hour and a half uh it doesn't hang about it's got that right amount of again comedy but also there's a bit of an emotional connection to keep you uh, uh you know entertained and, and care enough about the characters um it's very it's very funny in places the one thing that uh, perhaps stopped me from giving it a higher rating and i gave it four out of five was that like a lot of indie type films that i would class this as you know um, where it's about relationships and it questions, you know, the meaning of life and what's the point in life and, you know, uh, this, that and the other. Is it just a beginning, middle and end uh, and whatever? Is that it It did, it trod very dangerously close to being a bit navel-gazing, like, you know, sort of like yeah. that kind of... I've watched some indie films before in the past and, you know, they, they do go a bit overboard with all of that oh woe is me and what's the point in life and all this bollocks which had i been in my 20s i'd have eaten all of that up you know because i that would be the sort of age that i would have been at you know and questioning life and the universe and everything i guess i would have probably been a bit more into it but as i get a bit older i get a bit bored and tired of that because uh you know um but anyway overall i loved it i thought it was great i thought it was a uh, just a really fun story um brilliant soundtrack as well you know it's one of those films where when mu- the the right music is played in the right scene it just feels great you know yeah. and it's um yeah.
0: yeah over to you what did you think uh i will quickly say my favorite thing that adam sandberg is in in case nobody's uh watched it it's it's only 43 minutes and it's a sports mockumentary called seven days in hell uh, where he plays a tennis player if you haven't watched that Go and watch it. It is hilarious. I love it. That's my favourite thing that is in Seven Days in Hell. Uh, But going on to Palm Springs, I knew that it was a time loop film. Uh, I'd read the synopsis of it. I hadn't seen the trailer, but I'd read the synopsis. So I I knew the gist of what was going to happen. Tina didn't know a thing about it. So when it clicked, you know, that, oh, his day resets... She she come out and said, Well, I wasn't expecting that. You know, mm. it was a proper shock if you if you're not gonna expect that. Uh you gave it four stars, Tina gave it four stars, I gave it three stars. I, I did enjoy I did enjoy it. I didn't love it, but I did enjoy it and it was there was a couple of things for me. One was I'm not i I'm not a big fan of rom coms anyway. I love all types of film, but as far as the hierarchy of genres go, rom coms are at the bottom, so you know it's gotta be really really good to get my interest and this did get my interest another thing with it was with the comedy in it and i laughed a lot in it the comedy for me personally i'd have loved to have seen it go that little bit further with it there were scenes that made me laugh out loud simple things where um you you've got jk simmons and his character roy he's a dad and uh he's his kids there is you see him in his garden and he's got two kids and he's mm. explaining what the kids are doing and he just explains and it but it won't come across me just saying it but he just explains, you know he's oh there's his son uh watering the watering the dog shit again <laughs> <What's that? laughs> and then yeah. he repeats it later about how he's like his, his son is transfixed with with tending tending to the dog shit and that, like that made me laugh <laughs> this scenes um there's scenes where um, Andy Sandberg and Christine, their characters, uh, Niles and Sarah, they do some daft stuff. They go into a bar and do this ridiculous dance <laughs> that yeah. had me laughing. There's Because it's all set around a wedding and Sarah's sister's wedding. And there's a scene where they, because they know they're in a time loop and no matter what they do, it's all going to be reset. Whenever they go to sleep, the next day is going to be happening. There's no consequence for whatever they do. So they do ridiculous things, like the one that was really funny, where Andy Samberg goes in and he pulls a bomb out of the wedding cake and he puts it onto a crossbow and fires it up into the air and Sarah runs in as though she's some sort of foreign terrorist and it was just stupid and, and that was I found funny. And I've loved more of that in it, the more outrageous, because you're in this just endless loop with no consequences. I'd have loved more of them just going just batshit wild, doing stupid stuff um, and taking advantage of that. I do like as well in these films where... Because Andy Samberg, his character, he's, he's been in it. You don't find out exactly how long he's been stuck in this time loop, but he's been in it a long time before accidentally Sarah gets dragged into it with him. And you do see at the beginning of the film where they're in the wedding and everybody's dancing and he knows what's going to happen and he anticipates every move and he's looking so cool because he's just, you know, flowing through and putting chairs underneath people just as they're about to sit down and all of that. And I'd have loved to have seen, a, you know, another scene or two where he's taking advantage of his time in the time loop and, and using his knowledge of what people are going to do and going to say to his advantage. I I wanted more of that as well. There was... For me, because I'm not a big fan of rom coms, it didn't go full on schmaltz, but it it sort of skirted around it a few too many times, and you know the sort of lovey dovey stuff where I just wanted more silly humour and taking advantage of this time loop kind of thing. But having said that, there was there was enough laughs in it, and I did take to the characters that I cared for what happened to them. Uh, I know there's a lot of people that you know they love the ending. I was like. Eh. Okay, I'm not sure what ending I would have wanted, but Mm -hmm. it was like, okay, that's yeah, all right. Um, but it's yeah, it was for me, it was like a solid three stars. Which again, in this day and age, if it's not five stars, people think it's shit, but I'm still back in the day where you know, three out of five, that's 60%. That's good, that's a strong pass. That is, that'll get you a degree at uni. So, you know, fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but yeah it was it was good not great but it was good I en- I enjoyed it I didn't get bored with it whatsoever it passed the clock test I didn't once look oh how long's to go mm. and at, at a you know a lean 90 minutes again that's good that would have been a bad sign a 90 minute film and I'm looking at the clock so yeah I, I, I can't complain too much about it it's just a few little personal things just for me that oh didn't quite click but on the whole yeah I, I did enjoy it Mm. Uh, I'd imagine
1: that Tina added an extra star because it has a Kate Bush song f- featuring well, it as well this is, so.
0: And it begins, I mean, right from the very beginning Demis Roussos comes on and we look at each other and go well, this is a good start you know, Demis Roussos, you know, part of our youth going up from the 70s and then like you said, Kate Bush songs. <laughs> a song comes on Yeah, that that was definitely an extra star from Tina just for that, anything any any use of Kate Bush music that you know, that's one star straight away Mm-hmm. Mm. yeah like you said good, you go. good soundtrack as well though like you said yeah
1: yeah awesome mm.
0: so good start a good pick mm. from myself uh are we going to carry on with your film are we and this my friend is where i would normally press the button and a trailer would play but because it's a foreign language film and all of the trailers that were there are two and a half minutes of foreign language and because we're an english language podcast i didn't think it would play that well so we don't have a trailer mate we don't have a trailer oh, well there you go I, I must admit i was curious because i've not seen the trailer for this i was curious yeah, as to it's, how it's, it's, it's going to play out yes yeah, you know the foreign language and you get the, the one if you type in for english version, you just get it subtitled so you know the best we could do would, would be just to play out a trailer improv a trailer but <laughs> Uh, uh, how would that go? I don't. Like... I have no idea how that would go. I don't know. <laughs> um, okay. So,
1: well, go on. You explain why you picked this film. I must admit I'd never heard of it before. And it's a first for me. There's a, a movie first for me. So, but go on.
0: Okay. Well, I, did, I occasionally, because 60MW had a Reddit page, and we'd link to it in a lot of podcast notes, and I kept it going for a year. But it, it never got any traction. At all. You don't get like one person occasionally would make a comment. And I thought, it's not worth my time putting this in, you know, for every show. And it, the whole reason I did it was to get some more interaction with the people that listen. So I, I just I scrapped it. But I stayed on Reddit and I've got the app on my phone. And occasionally I look through it. I mean, you know, Pittsburgh Steelers group. So I keep up to date with my football team. I mean, one for Kiss, for music. But I mean, I went a couple to do with movies. And I am in one, I think it's called Bad Movies and uh, somebody put this up, and it was just the poster for it. And I thought, Eager, that's a strange name, 2012, never heard of it. So I thought, I'll read up on this. And then everybody was saying, this this isn't a bad movie. This doesn't deserve to be in here. This is actually a good movie. So I read up on it, and I thought, well, what? twenty-six? it's two and a half hours. And then I read what it was about, and I thought, I've got to watch this. And I thought, well, you know what? I was on about picking something, you know, different for these double dips. Can't get much different than what this is for a number of different reasons. So that's why I picked it, mate. And luckily it was on, um, was it Amazon Prime, this one? I think it was Amazon Uh, Prime. Yes, it is. So I thought, well, it's easier for us both to watch. Something a bit different for us both. Uh, And then I also saw as well, because the director of it, uh after he directed this he directed uh bahubali which i've talked about i think it was oh a couple of years ago on the entertainment show because i loved bahubali and that's that's like about a three-hour film and me and tina have still got to watch bahubali to the conclusion as well that's still on our watch list so um yeah, again, if, if anybody listening, if you haven't watched Bahu Bali and you've got three hours and you want to watch this, um, this epic film, that's very enjoyable and over the top, watch that. So, yeah, th- for, for all those reasons that directed the story, so many people saying it's not a bad film, it's a good film. That's why I picked it, mate.
1: Mm. I'd say Bahu Bali for me again. I quite like that.
0: Bahu Bali. You should hear how they <laughs> say it in the film, mate. They, oh, they say it with such gusto. Uh, (laughs) I couldn't even begin to replicate how they say it in the film.
1: (laughs) I like that. Um, So I never heard of this film before uh, not, no surprise there uh, it's got a 7.7 7 out of 10 mm-hmm. out of 21,750 reviews on uh, IMDb there's no Metacritic unfortunately so when you sent me this I was like okay okay, this is, I, I, well I'll give it a shot mm-hmm. uh, so I started watching this <laughs> earlier on this week, now I must <laughs> confess I did watch it in sections because of time and various other things it's a long so film, it's, it right. again, it's a long film a couple of uh, sections and um, and like you said, it's two and a half hours long, so it's quite a long film. Indian uh, film subtitled, yeah. Mm. Uh, no, no problem at all with subtitled films. I, I quite in, well, I watch most films with subtitles on, to be honest with you. Uh, not because I've got a problem with my hearing, just <laughs> because I find that I pay attention a bit more to them. But so, um, I finished watching this film earlier on today, um have you said have you told people what the synopsis or would you want me to do it
0: well the synopsis basically it's it's a three-hander as most it's 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 sort of like in a way it's like a love triangle you've got a guy called nanny a young guy he lives opposite a young girl called bindu and bindu spends her time making these really sort of micro figures you know you think carving like figures out of the lead of the inside of a pencil and things like that and he's in love with her and she secretly loves him but she's a bit of a bitch really and she's playing hard to get <laughs> and keeps fobbing him off and giving him excuses and then the third character in it is, is an older guy called uh Sue Deep, and he's a, a very very wealthy businessman who he sees Bindu through the works of this charity work, and she goes, and then he donates money to the to the work that she's doing for this charity. Uh, he falls in lust with her. Nanny's in love with her. Sudeep's in lust with her. Uh, then Sudeep finds out that, you know, he's got this love rival of Nanny, uh, and because Sudeep is a complete and utter twat and ruthless businessman, um, he, he kills Nanny. So he's out of the way. So then he thinks, right, Bindu's all mine now. I can shag her to my heart's content because, you know, Nanny's gone. But unbeknownst to him, Nanny obviously gets reincarnated as a fly, which in the film is a CGI fly, which goes on uh, a revenge trip to get revenge back on uh, Sudeep and also convinces Nanny, um, uh, convinces Bindu, uh, that he has come back as a fly mm. and, and that's it and it's all about this fly getting revenge on, on a businessman yeah
1: whose eyes go bloodshot red whenever he's pissed off
0: they do <laughs> they do don't they <laughs> um,
1: so yeah I mean I thought this is fucking bonkers uh, when you first explained <laughs> it to me and, and so now this is but first for me my first Bollywood film Ooh.
0: Yeah. You've broke uh, you know. your
1: Bollywood cherry at last mate. I know. So the thing for me and I suppose the first 30 odd minutes is is just my mind kind of get, you know uh, getting used to watching a film where there is just spontaneous singing and dancing.
0: <laughs> Which welcome again, to Bollywood. <laughs> yeah.
1: Isn't a problem but you, if you're going to watch a musical or, um, you know, um, I was trying to think of, you know, where there's like spontaneous dancing and singing, you, you know, you know, that's going to happen. So you kind of your mind is already prepared for it. So when it happens, it's it's done. Yeah. But in a Bollywood film, it just happens. People start singing, people start dancing, which <laughs> is great. But it's just, you know, it it took me a little bit to kind of yeah. get used to incorporating yeah, that into yeah. the the nature of the film like you said the first 30 minutes or so is a fairly straightforward bit of a love story yeah. love triangle you find out like you said the the main bad guy is a, is a, a knob and he's um you know he he, he wouldn't think twice uh, about killing you or whatever just to get what he wants uh and he's got history of killing his um his wife i think is him it's, is, is he implied or is, is he you know said
0: yeah, it's, uh, he he is. It's it's just a total twat all around, and he just he's one of those guys, isn't it? He? he wants something, he gets it. Nothing gets in his way.
1: Yeah. Um. So then, when uh he he does kill Nanny, and then Nanny is reincarnated as a fly, and so again, now. The CG isn't, like, top-notch quality that you would see in, say, a Hollywood, or, or most Hollywood blockbusters, because let's be honest, you can watch some Hollywood films and the CG's shitting in. Mm. But for the vast majority of it, because, as you can imagine, it's seen from the point of view of a fly. Yeah. Um, and it's actually quite good. I, mm, I thought it was pretty yeah, well yeah. done. It is. There's some great camera work in it oh the camera work is amazing i mean like the, you know there's loads of shots where the 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 footage is slowed down i think i read it somewhere that, that, that at one point it's like three thousand frames a second or something <laughs> ridiculous no all sped up do you know what I mean? it's like yeah, it's, yeah. it's slowed down sped up there's so much going on yeah um but once it gets to that point like you said i think you because I, I started watching it i sent you a message i didn't tell you what I thought, mm. but I just said, um, yeah, I'm watching this film and you said, just stick with it. You know, yeah. it picks up or whatever. And after that first 30 minutes, the next two hours is pretty much just nonstop. You know, it's, it's all about, uh, Nanny in fly form, tormenting, um, <laughs> Sue deep, which is hilarious. I mean, it's not a film you take seriously at all. No. Um, It's really funny. It's entertaining. You know what it reminded me of? I kept having it in the back of my mind. It just kept me thinking of like, it's an Indian uh, Marvel movie.
0: Yeah, yeah, I can
1: see that. Yeah. Because of this, the set pieces, the effects. um, It's, uh, no, I did a little bit of um, digging into this, into like a bit of research because I'd never heard of it. So I had a quick look on Wikipedia. Now, Apparently, this film, I think it ranges between... There's no official figure, but it's estimated between, I think, 160 and 400 million uh, rupees, Mm. right? So I did a little bit of um, conversion just to see see what, you know... Because, you know, that sounds quite a lot, doesn't it? Mm, Yeah. Um, So 400 million, let's go with the top end, rupees uh, is five million four hundred and sixty two thousand um pounds wow. okay dollars sorry i can't tell whether i've written pounds or... no that's pounds <laughs> that's definitely pounds it's uh, three million eight hundred seventy-seven thousand uh, dollars okay so 400 million rupees it's yeah wow. so for a five million pound budget it's fucking amazing and for two and a half hour to stretch it for a two and a half hour film as well. You know, that is pretty amazing. Um now the the box office that this film got globally, again, estimated one point four billion rupees. Wow. Okay. Quick calculation. Um in pounds, that equates to thirteen million five hundred and seventy. Uh thousand pound, or nineteen uh, million dollars, mm. which again, I suppose you know, in the grand scheme of things, if you compare it to say blockbusters from you know America or whatever, it's not a massive amount of money, but that's still pretty impressive. Oh yeah, you know,
0: considering for the actual budget, you know, it virtually tripled it. They they made a profit on it, which is absolutely. Good. So, uh,
1: f- from my point of view. I mean, again, not knowing anything about it, it's bonkers. It really is. It's, uh, but it's one of the most funny, entertaining films I've seen. <laughs> uh, you know, with it being a, a Bollywood film as well, it's got the. I mean, some of the song, the, the songs in it and the dancing. Uh, you know, the the musical numbers in it are just. Um, uh, it, it i mean the 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 bit at the end i was tempted to send you a message uh you know i, I did send you one but i didn't give again give away mm. what i thought but the the bit at the end where the fly is dancing <laughs> <laughs> and the bits where he's he's like you know cuz um at one point in the film uh he he uh, he, he, he he sort of tells uh, in his fly way cuz he can't speak um but he, you know he, he um communicates with Bindu mm. so she then crafts him some goggles <laughs> um and uh, some claws um and you know then yeah. you see bits of him do it like he's
0: it's his um
1: rocky montage there's work there
0: there's a, f- <laughs> a fly trained in montage to music <laughs> oh, god and he's working
1: out you know and he's he's <laughs> lifting like heavy weights and stuff and Um, but I I loved it I thought it was really funny it was really charming Um, you know it was entertaining it was action packed Um, it was yeah it was really good I liked the way that it, it started as well it starts off as a you know a blank screen mm. and there's a little kid pestering the dad to tell him a, a bedtime story and it's it's told in in that fashion, you know yeah. what I mean? So I love that about it. It's a bit like The Princess Bride in that respect, mm. you know what I mean? It's it's told like as a, a fairy tale story um, and yeah, I like the little subplot which sort of features halfway through and then it gets a nice little um, send off at the end as well. Mm. So yeah, like that.
0: It was really, it was really good. I enjoyed it. It's good, yeah, because, like you said, it's your first taste of, you know, films from India. And like films from any country, I've quite recently got into, um, started watching some low-budget films from Uganda. And again, if you're not used to the films from that country, the the first one I watched was like, what? And it was the same with watching, you know, films from India. They've got, obviously, each country has got its own style and everything. And you it does take a while to click into it. And with this film specifically, because the first thirty minutes is so different to the rest of it. But you need that thirty minutes to set it all up. And I can I can really see why people would watch it and, and give up before he gets reincarnated as a fly and never know what happens. They go on, it's, it's a love story. Oh, they're singing and dancing again. Oh, I'm not going to watch this. And they're going to miss out on like two hours of awesomeness with a CGI fly. And with the sound as well, the, the whole soundtrack is amazing. We watched it at night time. All the lights off, all the surround sound system cranked up. It's got some cracking sound to it. mate. I mean, obviously the stuff with the fly and it's flying around everywhere. But the songs particularly sound amazing if you've got you know the decent surround sound system crank it up it's a great great soundtrack to it as well and the visuals like you said with the when he turns into the fly the camera moves in it all the, all the you know the cinematography with it the fly has got so much character to it for a CG you know a little CG fly and then when she does she makes the little goggles and the little mask because of course one of the things obviously when sue deep sees that you know the fly for the first time as you do you don't think oh, it's that guy that I killed the other day. He's come back reincarnated, isn't he? You think, it's a fly. So he goes at it with fly spray, mm. nearly kills him. So, you know, it's one of the protections that he's got. So fly spray can't kill him because he's got his little goggles and his little mask on. And, you you know, like you said, you can attack him with his little metal claws um, that Bindu has made, has made for him. But it, it escalates. It goes in a way, it's almost like farcical. It, it's, it's like Three Stooges, Laurel and Hardy, where... Sudeep is going out of his mind, especially once he knows as well that it's Nanny come back as a fly. He gets so fixated and obsessed with trying to kill him. You know, he's firing around the room with a bloody shotgun trying to kill a fly. And then he's spending like a load of his fortune decking his house out. So it's airtight and he's setting up all these traps for it. And yeah, it is such a fun fun bonkers film like you know you've this when you think you've seen everything there is that cinema can give you and then something like this comes on your screen and you're going yeah there's still a lot that i need to see you mate you need to you need to go to bahu Bali now you you really do need to if you get again you know it, it is i think close to three hours but as a second you know bollywood film that would be a good one i'm sure if you enjoyed this mate even though there is no CG flying, I'm pretty sure you'd enjoy Bahubali. We loved it so much, so let like, you know that we want to watch number two. So, um, yeah, I'm and again, I'm pretty sure that the majority of the listeners uh, that are listening to us now, I would love to know. Is there anybody that's listening to this and you have seen Eager? Have you even heard of it? Send us a tweet. Send us an email. I would love to know. Or if you know, me and Chris talking about it now has made you go, you know what, that sounds like something a bit different. I'll go and watch that. And you do go on and watch it. Get in touch with us. Let us know. And then we can read it out on the next show in a couple of months because I would love to know what people think of it. And, you know, of course, Palm Springs, everything else that we talked about as well. But this especially, because it's one of those that I'm sure not many people have watched. Um, I know when I put it into Letterboxd, it was like, oh, yeah. Quite a few have watched it, but not compared to the amount of other films that we log in there. I'm so glad you enjoyed it, mate, because when I picked it, even before I watched it, I thought, this this is really big, hit or miss. This could be absolutely awful, or it could be a hidden gem. But, yeah, I, th- I think it's a bit of a hidden gem, isn't it? Mm. And I love the titles at the start
1: of the movie. I don't know if you remember them. They're sort of like, uh, they're just so, again, like, bonkers. Mm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just watching for the titles at the start but yeah for anybody it's spelt e e g a mm. uh and it's from 2012 if people want to search it out it'll say john amazon prime at the minute so yeah definitely worth watching i really liked it yeah
0: wow what what a, a good double dip session mate two films neither of us yeah. have ever seen before and, and, and two good ones
1: yeah definitely yeah a good a good well i'll say month but a good couple of months isn't it i think yeah so yeah
0: yeah so we'll be back recording the next one. Uh, all being well, we do them the we record the second Friday of every other month. So if you want to send us a tweet or an email, uh, you've got until then. If we're ready for when we do the May June show? I had to think about that then. Yeah, that's yeah. right, the May June show. <laughs> so uh, we'll be recording that the second Friday of July, and that might well be my birthday oh. week yes because it's um, both of us are, it's our birthday in july isn't it
1: yeah my birthday falls on a sunday so uh yes that'll be um there you go july the 11th for anybody who wants to send me some money
0: yes <laughs> and, and um, two exactly two weeks later for me july the 25th so you know do do both the bank transfers or paypal's at the same <laughs> time if you want <laughs> yeah any, anything accepted <laughs> Uh, right well there, there we go some, some good uh, recommendations all around and finishing with a good double dip uh, it's, it's put the pressure on us for the next double dip mate for picking something as well now
1: Mm. Mm. i'm I'm sure we will do it well we we said last time that we were going to avoid picking films from netflix because the vast majority of the ones we've watched have been shit so um yeah that's that's good well maybe i'll pick a i'll find a bollywood film i'll get some
0: recommendations (laughs) yes let's see what we can do uh well until then everybody knows go to the website 60mw.co.uk everything's on there always plenty of things to read uh, news and reviews are on there all of the podcasts are on there uh, links to all of our social media twitter and instagram at 60mw podcast uh, hopefully you all visit it by now uh, there's lots to do on there. send us a review we haven't had a review for ages and hmm. that would be nice there's a section on the website it's, it's really easy to do just pop us an email and i'll put it onto the website and uh, yeah we haven't had one for a while so cheer us up send us a nice especially considering like we said it's you know Uh, a bit of bribery here it's it's mine and chris's birthday in july when we record the next one that would be a nice a nice birthday present send us a review and we'll put pop it onto the website uh and that's it until the next time i say that all the different format shows that we do we've got plenty lined up i'm looking at my desktop now and there's loads of different format shows ready to release there's lots so um Yeah, interviews, soundcheck shows, spotlight shows. We've got now the ABCD of gaming. Ranch Show was recently released. There's there's all sorts of stuff. You never know. You never know the lesser heard Clint cast may even make an appearance. If you you all wish hard enough, it might just happen. (laughs) We shall see. We shall see. Uh, But yeah, until then. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We shall bugger off. Uh, one thing I do want to know before we say goodbye, mate, uh, we've been recording for just over a couple of hours now. Have you finally managed to get your nipples hard?
1: Uh, no, they're still a bit. I haven't been. stopped oh. rubbing them
0: after a while. I'm going to carry on rubbing. I thought them just now. talking to me would sort of get you know at <laughs> least at least a semi erect nipple, but no. Well, yeah, I was going to say that
1: the the nipples aren't hard, but my penis <laughs> is throbbing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, so yeah every everybody check by the time you listen to this um, Chris would have done his marathon so uh, you know where we are on Twitter do you want to remind them where you are on Twitter because just just in case anybody listening to this doesn't follow you yet mate where are you uh, I'm at dastardly jabby uh,
1: so yeah you can find me there on Twitter
0: yeah and if you're all lucky he might have posted before and after pictures of his testicles with the below the belt grooming <laughs> and see how well they've done after 26 miles of running yeah yeah and and a nipple picture as well <laughs> <laughs> so until then thank you for listening we'll be back in a couple of months but we'll all be back with all the shows very soon so uh, cheerio from me and
1: bye-bye from me